Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dating But Nothing Serious with Gary, Natasha. Natasha, what's up? What's going on, Gary? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. I am, too. It's been, a, it's been an okay week. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, episode eight, is it now? Look at us. Yes, episode yes. eight. The text message said, what? Yes. <laughs> so That's going to strike a few chords right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we'll, we'll, we'll gonna give give some good advice or from our advice, but just don't take it serious, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um. So how was your week? My week was cool. My week was cool. Um, no more dates, no more dates. But um, I've had a couple hits on Tinder. Um, this week I actually just got one just now while we were recording. Um, so I'll see what that one's about afterwards. Um, so I have some prospects out there. Um, okay. so we'll, so we'll see where that leads in the next coming week. I was, um, looking into speed dating events to try to check, check that out. Cause I've never done it. And I think that would be cool for the listeners to hear from my prospect of my, my going at it. So I might do that next weekend if I can find one for next weekend for, um, speed dating. But, oh, um, that would be cool. Yes. Yes. I but since do I don't have, yes, yes. Yeah. You, you definitely can find one out there. But, um, since I do not have a, um, dating, I didn't go on a date this week. I'm going to give y'all one of my past dating stories, which is kind of crazy. So before you give us okay. a past dating story, okay. is Tinder Bay still non-existent? Well, she texted me on Father's Day and wishing happy Father's Day and said something along the lines that I hope everything's going great. Didn't respond. It was nice of her to wish me happy Father's Day, but um, I feel like once you're once I'm cut off, I'm cut off. Like I shouldn't get that Father's Day. But it, it, I, 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 like I respect it. Like there's no hard feelings, but it is what it is. But all um, right. Well, she'll at least hear on this podcast that you're saying thank you since you didn't text. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I could have texted thank you, but I don't know what I was doing. I think I was driving, and I don't text and drive. But <laughs> <laughs> he's the shade. <laughs> anyway, Gary, tell us the story. What story do you have for us? Okay. So remember I told you a story about the girl I went over her house and her, her dad showed up with the pool? Yes. <laughs> so we went on a second date, sort of. Oh, oh wow. So, okay. Yeah. So she hit me. I, I, I forgot all about this until the other day. So she hit me up and said, hey, um, I'm, I'm going to a bar with some friends. Do you want to meet up? I said, sure. So this bar, I've never been to this part of town. It was like some part of PA close to Chester, like in between Chester and, and Wilmington. I'm not even sure where it was at. But, um, I went to this bar. It was like the m- most rednecky bar I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> um, it was karaoke night, and it was a guy. That sounds it, fun. Like, yeah, everybody was in there singing karaoke. Um, drinks was pretty cheap, so that was a good thing. Um, there was this one really old man. He was an alcoholic. She, they, he sits there all day and drinks. And they were just he, he he's like the mascot of the bar. Like if you ever watch um, Shameless. <laughs> He's like Frank on Shameless. That's where he reminded oh me of. Oh my god! <laughs> <Yeah>. I love Shameless. <laughs> yeah, like, like like he was just slumped over the whole time, and then they, he even got up and started singing at one point, or tried to sing. Um, oh wow! But that was like we sat there and everything, and she was like, "Um, yeah, I have a roommate and everything. I live co- I close by. We should go to my spot afterwards." I'm like, "All right, cool." She said, "Yeah, yeah, my roommate is kind of weird." I'm like, "All right, cool." 
So we um we, we finished up at the bar. Then we I don't know what time we left, but we we stayed there for a while. Um, left went to the bar. I mean, we went, went to her spot. We walk in her house, and her roommate is is like dark, pitch black. Her roommate is on the floor, and her son is her roommate's son is standing in front of her. And she's like, "What's going on?" She was like, "I just keep throwing up. It won't stop." And the girl I'm with was like, "It's because you're um, what's it called when you wean weaning off of drugs?" Withdrawals. Yes, she was going through withdrawals. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So she was sitting there going through <laughs> withdrawals. Wow. And I'm like, um, yeah, I don't know if I want to be in this house oh right now. God. What the fuck I just got myself into? <laughs> oh my gosh. What did you do? So we went upstairs to her room. Kevin <laughs> don't give zero fucks. <laughs> ain't nothing doing me. I wish you the best, okay? At least you at least you trying to give it up. That's all I can say. At least you're trying to give it up. Okay. Just give it up downstairs, okay? Yeah, yeah. So we sit downstairs and, and then and then the roommate comes upstairs. Because you, you know crackheads, they have that, that weird thing they have. They just pop up nowhere. So we in the room chilling, and then she goes and takes a, a shower. <laughs> she goes and takes a shower, and I'm sitting there, like, um, just chilling in the room. And the, and the roommate walks in with a bunch of clothes folded. So I hear, can you just let her know if I fold all her clothes, and I wash them for her? I'm like, cool. She comes back in the room. The roommate finished taking a shower, come back in the room. And I just could hear, I could hear her throwing up from the bathroom. <sighs> yeah. So at that point, I was like, you know what? We can just go ahead to meet up another time. And I had to get up and dip. <laughs> I'm like, Please it's not tell it. me you learned a lesson. Yeah, I never talked to her again. I've never okay. talked to her again after that. But that was that. That's another crazy story. But yeah, I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck I just got myself into. Like, 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 like I should have known because when I, when you walk up to the thing, it was missing the first step. So you had to take the extra big step to get to the next step. <laughs> Well, no, that doesn't mean anything, especially if her dad has this super nice mansion with pool in the back. You didn't know. But yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I'm sorry, her own spot was like that. Her own spot was like. I in think this it's crazy area. that she was trying to be, you know, handsy with you in front of her dad and then turn around and invite you over to possibly get handsy with you while her roommate is like blowing chunks, crack yeah. chunks at that. Yeah. Yeah, I can so. see if she had the flu. You know, like she told me that her roommate was sick, but she didn't tell me her roommate was like crack sick. That's a different type of sick. <laughs> <laughs> you have to warn somebody about that. Like I don't know if it's crack. You definitely have to warn somebody if you are stepping into that. That that's a lot going on. I'm glad yeah. that. <sighs> wow, Gary. <laughs> so how was your week? Damn it. Um. <laughs> So, uh, I went on my fly out. Uh, oh, let me, let me say this real quick because I saw that we were axed, um, what ultimately happened between me and, um, the guy when I had gas and the answer to that question is nothing. Um, I went home. So we were asked that question. So I felt like I needed to reiterate the answer. They ask you if, if it went down or not. Yeah. Okay. No, not with him. Um, and not this weekend either, because my monthly disruption is here. But maybe we want to do it again. 
What? Only, only, thing, a period, only thing a period stop is a sentence. <laughs> serious is like the worst you have one co-host who is like the approved and you have another co-host who just is like give zero fucks it's crazy excuse me we are like the this is the best we need to definitely be syndicated and worldwide um so i went on the fly out and before i left um my friend's mom told me she's like you know you gotta give it up right and I'm like, give up what? And she was like, some ass. And I was like, she didn't say ass, but that's what she meant. Mm-hmm. And she's older. And I was like, hmm. So, so, you think so, so? She has wisdom. She has wisdom. She's like, yeah, you do have to. And I'm like, why? She was like, because y'all taking a whole weekend trip. So, of course, you got to give it up. So I got a little bit panicked, a little bit nervous because, I mean, I guess it was always in the back of my mind that it could possibly happen. But now that this, you know, older, much wiser woman has told me I got to, I'm like, well, shit, like, let me get prepared because I was only, you know, 10 percent prepared for that. So um, I get there and it was literally the. A, a beautiful trip it was a beautiful place and he slept most mm. of the time like i didn't even have to put out because all he wanted to do was eat and sleep Damn, and i'm like ribble <laughs> like your five-hour energy i mean at one at one point i thought maybe he was doing some drugs and okay. when i when i saw him do those drugs i was like okay he probably gonna want it now because he got energy so I stayed in the shower for a long, 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 long time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he was asleep. So it was it, it was great. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if this is what girls in college do to be a sugar babe, where you literally just listen, you know, to a lot of conversation and then you have a good time, you vibe with the person, you know, you like each other. Everything is great, but you don't actually have to put out then. Some of them shit. get flown Everybody out to, to Dubai and get shitted on. I don't think I would do Dubai. <laughs> no. We, I mean, it need to be... I need for you to have already sent me, made several large deposits in my account before I head out to Dubai on a fly out. <laughs> this was domestic, so I was good. All my international trips, I take myself, but yeah. if I could find the sugar daddy to sponsor them, I'd be winning. Mm. <laughs> hmm. anyway it was nice little fly out good weekend um i don't know if you call it a date or whatever you call it, it was like just hanging out and That's i had fun it was two friends hanging out <clears throat> excuse me um the guy who i want to be you know who i think something should pop off with i sent him a message today i said happy hump day and you know what he said to me <clears throat> what he said, can I hump you? Oh. I was like, oh, yes, you can. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he was just like, all right. So maybe we'll be humping. I don't next know. Is, next is the dick pics. He's too conservative. Uh, nobody's too conservative for a dick pic. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I'm not above sending him a picture from the nasty bitch folder because we're good like that. But like... Yeah. I once got a picture of him in a towel and he was like, he felt that that was too much. And I'm like, 
But you didn't even show me anything. <clears throat> but of course, I didn't ask either. I just said, okay, this is nice. Anyway, okay. okay. that was my week. That was your week. I don't have any crazy stories. Like, yeah. I hope that I'm not letting our listeners down, guys. I'm really trying. I mean, I meet great guys on Tinder. I have good conversations, but maybe I'm just not as loose as Gary. I need to, like, step it up. Maybe if I get squirted on two times, I'll just be, mm, I'll be in there and I can give you guys really good stories. But for now, everything is just kind of, like, low-key. Like, I haven't heard from the, the little lesbian boy in a while. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I really but, don't uh, know. But on to the next thing. I do have some <laughs> news this week. What's Sorry. the news? All right. So the news this week is a little bit more serious. So I don't want to buy scare anybody off of um, Tinder. I just want people to be protected on Tinder. So, okay. or, or dating sites period so the headline reads ple- man pleads guilty to raping a, and assaulting a woman he met on tinder oh, wow. right. so I, I'm looking at the man I'm not sure how he got a match on tinder but that's not my saying um, <laughs> so yeah, he fish. supposedly um, it says he this is over in Ireland so this is not in America it's in Ireland so he met all the women through tinder and the attacks were carried out over an eleven day period in July two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he was awaiting sentence for a sexual assault conviction and was due to go to trial for rape. He was facing further trial in October for sexual assault. Um, Nevin's wow. guilty plea means he can now be identified as he has no trials pending. His guilty plea followed a significant ruling by Judge Ellen. Creedon yesterday to allow details of this of his offense to be made known to the jury in the rape trial, which was due to take place this week. So I guess since he pleaded guilty over there, he doesn't have to go to trial. Um, um, let's see. The the jury was told this morning that no trial would now take place because he had pleaded guilty. So yeah, prosecuting counsel and submitted the evidence of all three assaults was relevant to the case and as there was a similar methodology used the judge agreed and said because the similarities in the method uh the modus operandi i'm not sure they misspelled that or that's really a word she would (laughs) listen to the request (laughs) to include the evidence i'm trying to see how much time he got i don't see that he got any time on here um let's see she also referred to commitments um, Nevin is due to he, he's due to be sentenced on July 26th for rape and sexual assault. So, oh, so then he'll determine how much time he gets yeah. on July 26th. You do have to be careful <laughs> on these dating sites. You have to be careful in real life, but in on dating sites, like you don't know who you're dealing with. This is why I strongly, strongly suggest. You meet in a public place. You get a copy. Uh, take a picture of the details of their license and their license plate. Take two cell phones with you and have your tracker on both of them. Like, take your taser. If you're like me, take your 9mm. Like, you have to be protected because it's just really too many crazies in this world. And I, I feel the same way for guys as well. Like, we are, like, I'm what, six foot two, 240. I could easily get drugged or get set up and robbed or some stuff like that. I think that that's a, that was a story before where a woman set a guy up and got um and got him killed. So, I've seen that. Yeah, so you, you have to and, be careful. 
two, you know, someone could be trying to say that you did something to them that you didn't do. Yes, yes, that that scares the shit out of me all the time, especially with this this me too stuff. Anytime, especially if I have, if it was like a a one night stand or she felt something that I didn't, I'm like, shit, I can just have the police come to my house anytime, and she can say I raped her, and they'll. Be How trying- do you protect yourself? Do you text and be like? You know, I'm glad you initiated last night. I should. Like, I, 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 you... I need to do that. I know they have an app. It's like a consent app that you both have to sign before I saw you have that. sex. Yes, yeah, so yes. I might need to download that and make y'all and make her sign it next time. Like you need to sign right here, right here, and a sign and a signature right here and, and a initials right here. You should. You actually shouldn't tell us what her response is. <laughs> if she wants to do it or not. Gary, the fuck out of here. <laughs> you do know that your date's crackhead roommate could have raped you that night. Seriously, like, when she came in with the she, clothes, she could have dropped the clothes right. and had a gun behind there to my pull your pants down, something like that. Like, she could have taken it. Exactly. And she probably had like hella strength because I remember reading somewhere that a lot of times when you're on crack, you get like the strength of, you know, an army. Yeah. Right. So you could have been raped by a crackhead. So you need to be careful. Be careful in these streets and in these sheets. (laughs) (laughs) Our, uh, thank you so much for that news, Gary. Our, um, topic for the week is sex message said what? Yeah, so, so I'm excited about this because we yeah, touched so, on it briefly. Yeah, we're gonna get more in depth into and more in depth into, into this. Um, so text etiquette, like how should you text the other person you're talking to? So the first thing, which people can take different ways, mass text, offensive. So no, but the thing is, I noticed this this from an Android iPhone aspect. People who use iPhones message each sentence back to back to back to back. They don't message one sentence. I'm not sure if anyone else notices that, but they do do that. I'm not sure because of the group chat type of thing. But um I I can catch myself sometimes doing back like doing a message back to back. I'm like, hold on, what am I doing? I'm walling. But I I probably will catch myself and then not send it. That's why I have a three second delay. So what do you mean mind. like if you need to send like a, a sex message that has like a paragraph, you send one sentence at a time or what do you mean? I I, I see that most people I know who have an iPhone do that. They would they they would send one paragraph at a time, and it'd be like four messages. Hmm. That's not what I'm going off of here. I'm thinking with mass text. It's like, hey, what are you doing? You still up? <laughs> you fall asleep? What's good? <laughs> I'm like, don't 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 do that. If she doesn't reply, she doesn't reply, or he doesn't reply, he doesn't reply. Just just let them be. Um, especially if you're if you're just t- meeting them, like especially like if it's on Tinder, if they don't reply right away, let that shit be. Like give it a day or two. Um. And then if they don't reply, just just text them again. They might have they might be busy. People are busy. They check the apps and text. We have lives. If somebody texts me back to back to back on Tinder, which actually happened to me yesterday, I'm not gonna respond. I'm gonna leave you to leave me the heck alone. Yep. But if it's a text message and you actually have my cell phone number, probably it depends on two things. Number one, are you texting me on my main line or are you texting me on my whole phone? If you text me on the whole phone, I'm not going to answer you if you text me back to back. If you text me on the main line, then you probably are important enough for me to respond to you. But I don't like group text. Like, take me out of it. Like, if we have a group chat in like WhatsApp or something, that's Gucci. Otherwise, you better send me my message individually. Yeah. Uh, um definitely so the next one 
childish abbreviation. Is this like LOL? It can be like the LOL, WYD, all that. How do you feel about that? I don't like WYD. Okay. You but I don't mind an Yes. But I don't mind an LOL at okay. all. Like, I don't mind an LOL. I don't mind uh, TTYL. But I don't know. There's such a negative connotation on WYD. Okay. Like, I think my favorite it, childish like, abbreviation is WTF, though. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, like some of them, like, like I have the, the LMAO. I love. Um, um, what else? Uh, I think that's that's my main one. I go to most of the time. I I, I do do Y W W Y D. I'm not doing that because I'm trying to get you to come over right now. Or, do you do DTF? No, I do not do DTF. I do do. <laughs> I will do HBU. Hmm. Okay. Right. If they do that to me first, I'll do that back to them. I don't like that either. All right, what I we- don't know. I just need for you. I need to see your spelling, I guess. That's why I'm like, spell it out. Okay. Okay. So that, so that comes to the next thing, sort of grammar. Grammar for me. Okay. So I was an English language teacher um, for a couple of years. And. Grammar is only important to me, like, if we're arguing, I need for your grammar to be right so I can take you seriously during this argument through text. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you're younger, like if I'm dating someone who's around my age or something, it'd be nice if it was right. If you're older, I mean, you haven't been in school for a long ass time, so I don't expect you to always type the correct there, there, or there. But if you're... Or two, two, right? <laughs> but if you're younger, yeah, you probably should know. How do you feel about that? Well, I feel like it's, it, it, I'm not writing a, a school paper. So grammar, when I'm texting, is not that important to me. Um, one person I was talking to, I went, I went on a date with her, but talking to will correct anything I would mess up, like commas, oh, periods, wow. like that. And Ooh. I had to tell her, I had to tell her, like, yo, <laughs> stop it. We're just texting. I do not care. I'm not writing you a five paragraph essay. Like this is not a, it's not that important to me. And she kept on doing it. Like I wrote Black Lightning, and she wrote what is that? I was talking about a TV show, and she I was like, did I spell it wrong? And I had to look it up, and I spelled it correctly. She spelled it wrong back to me. So yeah, so, it'd be over. We yeah. would not talk long so at I'm all. I'm like, so for y'all who just like nitpick at the grammar that much. You shouldn't be texting at all. You should be talking on the phone to the person all the time. Because, I prefer I prefer that anyway. Because like with a predictive text, shit can happen. That's true. And or I, talk to text. Sometimes I look at it and I'd be like, I didn't say this. Talk to text and and, and I swipe my finger. I don't want to press the buttons. I swipe. So when I swipe, I don't look at it sometimes. I just press send and I'm like, what the fuck? I just send. So yep. <laughs> they have to send the yep. shit with the asterisk on there. So that can be um <laughs> that can be odd as well. Um, asking someone out through a text. I f- um, in this day and age, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, I feel like that's that's pretty normal nowadays. Um, especially if you're meeting on Tinder or plenty of fish, something like that. You're only texting at the beginning. You we might move move to a phone call or move to a FaceTime. Um, if you want to do it through that, you can. I don't. I don't have no feelings about asking someone out through a text. My only thing is if you ask me out through text, that's cool. But I have to hear your voice before we go, especially if it's the first date. Yeah. 
If you if, if any of you want to hear my voice, you can just listen to Dating But Nothing Serious podcast. We're available on all the platforms. <laughs> no, so. Carrie, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna need for you to start picking up the phone and having conversations with these women. You have to. Okay. okay. You definitely have to. So, how do you feel? Uh, next topic: texting your feelings. Um, I am a victim of that. <laughs> Not a victim. Um, I I am guilty of doing that sometimes okay where i would text my feelings probably because i don't talk on the phone and um but i'm not a fan of it i I hate that i do that so i'm not a fan i haven't done it in a very 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 long time but um i'm not i'm not Mm -hmm. a fan of it um something like like it matters like what type of feelings if we're sitting there arguing then i guess if we're arguing through through text we can keep it on text i don't fight especially if we're if i'm in a public place or i'm at work and i can't pick the phone out and cuss you the hell out then I'm have to do with the text. <laughs> um, I am also guilty of this. I will read you your rights through text message. Like I had an ex who used to be like, "Do you really think it's fucking appropriate that you tell me this through text?" And I'm always like, "Probably not." But guess what? And then I just go completely in. Like it's you really should talk about stuff feelings and not to i mean if it's something light okay excuse me and actually sometimes it is nice for someone to text you how much they love you yeah definitely and what they love about you but arguments through text most people are probably guilty of it but no we shouldn't do it uh, we should not do it especially if you're like in the, in that beginning of dating stage and you're sitting there saying how much i like you understand the third or um why are you not texting me? This is some bullshit. I put all this time in, like shit like that. <laughs> you shouldn't be texting them at the beginning of a text or at all, period. Have you been reading my texting, my text messages? <laughs> I feel like I just texted something like that like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> all right. So, Stay out my phone, Gary. So next topic, dry texting. This is probably one of my biggest pet peeves. I cannot stand. What is that? So someone who does not, who... Like, if I have to pull the conversation all the way through. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So, if we're not having a, a conversation back and forth and I'm just doing the whole conversation, um, that's that, that's not cool at all. Like, um, I, I probably will stop talking to you right away if if I'm asking every single question, especially through Tinder. If, if, we're, if we meet and I'm asking every single question at the beginning and you're not interested in me, why are we talking if you don't want to get to know me? That's exactly what that means. Yeah. Because I mean, and that's just, you know, in the female aspect, if I'm because I told you, I always respond to whoever, you know, messages me just out of kindness and because I'm nice or whatever. But if I'm, if you keep going and because if you don't get that hint, like, all right, have a nice day, take care. My messages do become dry and I finally will just stop responding or just because I am who I am. I'll just be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm done texting now. So I, I don't really do the whole dry texting. If someone answers me, like I asked a guy, um, we matched and I messaged him first. How about that? Oh, and nice. I asked him something and he asked me something. He answered me and asked me something back. Um, and I answered him and I asked him, hey, the, the last picture in your profile, where was it taken? Because it was just greenery and just beautiful and he was just like oh i was in ireland you know and i could have told him that you know 
all, all of my travels overseas have actually never taken me. I, I just didn't because he didn't ask me a question. So I don't know. I felt like his response was kind of dry. So I didn't want to reply. Yeah. It's like if, if your question doesn't lead to another question or if I ask you a question and you answer it and just answer it, just leave it alone. Then I'm I'm going to sit there and think, why the fuck are we talking? Yep. He's wasting my time. Um, exactly. The next one is cool. It's a little repetitive. So I'll skip that one. Um, don't force someone to reply. Respond. I do. Like 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 threatening them. Like if you don't respond, I'm like expose you something like that. No, I don't threaten like you. Well, hold on. Let me think about it <laughs> before I lie. I definitely be like, you better fucking answer me. Like I'm, I and then if you don't answer my text, me- actually yes. I knew I wasn't gonna lie. I literally my my ex. Um, a mutual friend texted me something about him and I was texting him and he didn't respond and I called him and he didn't respond. So I literally texted him. I said, dude, if you do not fucking answer me, I'm going to literally call everybody that I know that knows you. <laughs> <laughs> but you did it to the dude you know, no. last, um, last week who didn't show up. what I do? You kept on texting him and then, like, then you threatened him or telling you that you're not, that, that they were not going out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought he was standing me up. Yeah, but I like him, so he's probably okay with me. That's the one who asked me if he can help me. So okay, okay. He likes my threats, apparently. So. But do you threaten? Um. I, do you force someone to respond? I have never forced anyone to respond. If they don't respond, they don't respond. Um. I I don't force anyone to respond. Um. I'm trying to think. As well, I said it twice. I can't think of anything anywhere where I made that have made that happen maybe my ex we were going through our stuff but i can't think of someone i dated right now that i've done that to um if i'm dating uh, with someone i'm just like dating no it's probably like if we're in a relationship you better reply well no because i made the guy reply yeah i do that you're gonna answer me okay um texting is not dating so if it's you're, not if you're only texting the person you don't have any claim on them if you never went out with them this is texting and never going out with them so if you text them and never been out with them you can't say anything to them at all about if they're dating someone else you can feel some type of way i want you to say that for like the people in the back and i probably am one of those people in the back <laughs> <laughs> like, like like you can feel some type of way but you have to understand that, that, that at some point that you're not dating dating this person you're just talking to them so you shouldn't have to um you, you shouldn't feel that way about dating if you feel that way let let them know and take them on a fucking date i only get those feelings of possessiveness if i've actually gone out with you if i've gone out with you and we've hit it off we had, we connected we had a moment whatever then i mean yeah we kind of are dating like maybe not exclusively but we're dating and i'm going to be possessive and it just is what it is. I'm a little bit crazy, I think. <laughs> but I agree with you. Texting is not dating. I literally hate the fact that we live in such a text crazy world. I literally want to pull the stats to see how many text messages are sent per minute. I remember one time like, I, I, I've talked. It's ridiculous. I talked to a woman and we didn't talk on the phone. But we text over a thousand something times within a week. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I, I remember, I remember it was like back in the day when your text messages. Actually, showed you the number of texts sent. 
I'm not sure if they still do or not. I don't never notice that, but it shows it showed me exactly how many yeah. they do. So yeah, but um, it was like over a thousand within a week. Um, so yeah. Wow. All right. No, I don't. Re- I don't really want to text somebody that much. Like I'm okay with using like a thousand minutes <laughs> in like in a month or something. But like I, this whole, I get tired. I can't get it. Like you can't gauge a person really if all you do is text. I just came up with a great. You excuse. have to talk on the phone. I just came up with a great excuse why I don't what? talk on the phone. So I'm from the age. Why? I'm gonna show my age. I'm I'm from the age of where you can only talk after nine o'clock because it was free. Before that, you couldn't. So, <laughs> before that you was only you only had like 500 minutes so once you get those minutes you can't talk anymore so it was free after nine but you know what we used to have though free nights and free weekends yeah. so if your weekends are free <laughs> you still have no excuse Gary because once nine o'clock on Friday hit everything is free until Monday yeah. sometimes so you have no excuse <laughs> talk on the dang phone alright next one is seriously using emojis and gifts I feel like that actually spices the conversations up a little bit. It gives, I do too. It gives a different feeling. Um, uh, I'm not a. I, I do use emojis every once in a while. I move, I'm more aligned to use um, gifs or gifs. I say gifs. You can say gifs. We can argue about that later. But um, <laughs> but I'm. Um, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I love them. Um, they, they they change it up a lot. I haven't used the um, what's what's this um, the ones that look like you. Bitmoji. Yeah, the bit, bitmojis. I even have the um the black version gifts that um Jesse Williams sent out. Um, I think they call blemojis. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like the gifts. All the gifts are like urban related. So that is it. So that oh, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I don't use. I don't use the gifts or GIF. I like saying GIF. I don't use the GIF so much, but I will emoji somebody to death. <laughs> like. Just because you're right, it does add a, an additional layer. It gives that intonation that you would hear in someone's voice if you were on the phone with them. So I'm definitely a fan of emojis, especially like if you want to argue with somebody and then you send them like a sarcastic ass emoji. Like I, my my petty emoji game is like on 100. Like <laughs> you can be arguing with me and I'll send you like a kissy face like bring it on sweetheart so yeah i love emojis but there's one thing i do not want to deal with emojis which i haven't had to deal with yet because i don't date young girls is me deciphering your emojis like you just said nothing but emojis i have to figure out what the fuck you're saying like yeah because i think we're not we're not technically or we are like a millennial we're on the cusp right of millennials because if somebody sent me that shit i'd be like let me find how to block you (laughs) It's like playing that game that that shows you all the emojis, and you got to sit there and figure out what the hell the sentence says with the emoji. Um, yeah, but then you go to the app store if you want to be about that life. Yeah. If you're trying to date somebody, you're not trying to figure out where they want to go eat by looking at emoji. Well, I don't know. If you if I sent you sushi, you're gonna know I want sushi. So but if, you, if you send me mm-hmm. the eggplant egg and you talk about you hungry, <laughs> that's a whole different thing. And then clearly you know what I want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and we do not have to go to a sushi joint to get it. We just go straight to your place or mine. Yes. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> so the next one. All right. And then, yeah, you have to be considerate of your whoever you're dating their schedule when it comes to texting. Yes. Like if you're um, if you're a morning, like I'm a morning person. I wake up at seven. So 
You can text me any, any time between seven and twelve. I'm up. Um, hmm. Maybe some sometimes six. I don't wake up through text messages, so you can text me through the night. I'll wake it up. I'll get up in the morning. But that's that's me. But if I'm at work and you're expecting that response, I have a nine to five. So you have to respect the nine to five. Well, for me, it's different because at work I can be on the phone if I want to. So I. You can text me anytime. The only time I don't think text messages are appropriate is doing booty call hours unless you have like a nightmare and you need to text me to tell me about it. But I probably won't see it until the morning because every night I turn my ringer off. If a grown ass man is texting you about a damn nightmare, you should not be talking to that man. I would love him for having emotional dreams. No, 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 no. Like I and, and I know this is a big thing about guys showing their feelings and all that. This and the third. That's too many feelings. You should not be texting like he'll be. I just had a crazy nightmare. This fucking guy was chasing me with a gun down an alley. Like no, no. You shouldn't be sitting there calling her like, oh my god, I'm so scared. I don't know if it's like go back to sleep. Like no, <laughs> figure it out. I would. I wouldn't get the call because my ringer would be off. But it, I would feel so. My heart would just melt if. You know, my guy had a nightmare and he woke up and texted me. I mean, I wouldn't see it so it, until I woke up, but still. Like, like, like if you, that would be sweet. Like, if you want to run some game, be like, yo, I just had a crazy nightmare that I lost you or some shit like that, then you can go ahead and send that one. But don't send her no crazy, <laughs> no real nightmare. So. <laughs> but she going to know that's game. Send a real one. No. Send her a real nightmare I, and then she going to feel good that you turned to her to confide in her. That was a real dream. I mean, tell me about it. I want to know. I want to know what you think about, what you dream about. Tell me everything. I just won't see it till I get up. Booty call hours are literally like Monday to Friday. Don't text me after like 1030. Yeah. And then, well, Monday to Thursday. Friday, don't text me after like 1. 1, okay. Yeah. 1, okay. After 1 is... It, On the weekend because I stay up a little bit late. After 1, it, it comes the WID. Exactly. Those are booty call hours and do not booty call me because I don't answer. All right, next one. Sar- no pit stopping over here. <laughs> Sarcasm. Thanks. Watch. I will. S- my, some of my text messages, I'm going to tell you, sometimes I probably talk to people for entertainment and I'll send them sarcastic messages just to see if they catch on. And when they don't catch on, I just crack myself up. It's so funny to me. Like, oh, he didn't get that. What? A, I, be, I just be petty. What, a, what, a, what about when, they, when they're dead ass serious? But they put the LOL at the end just to act they're not. I learned from an ex about, I don't know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, actually, that behind every joke is some truth. Mm-hmm. So if you send me a sarcastic text and there's LOL, I'm still going to know that sarcasm. He He taught me that quickly. So come at me crazy with some sarcastic LOL if you want to. Yeah, definitely. And then when you try to send that next message and it say undeliverable because I blocked you, <laughs> we'll see if you still LOL. And- but the thing about the thing about sarcasm is it doesn't read well through text. Like that's true. It's just offensive. Yeah, like I, like you can mean one thing in your head, but it comes out completely different. So you just have to be. I agree you, with you that. just have to be very careful when doing that. Um. So I will I will avoid all sarcasm unless unless the person knows you. And I know that how, that's how you are, like um, Chandler on Friends. He was already sort of sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I, I yeah. my white bag right there. So, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what 
we all got one. Yeah. Friends. That was a good show. Yeah. yeah. I, I, did you know that girlfriend? Shout out to Friends. Did you know that girlfriends will be called Friends, but they named their girlfriends instead and they named Friends Friends? I didn't know that. Look at that trivia. Yeah. But I thought Friends was out way before Girlfriends, no? no? It was supposed to Girlfriends oh, was interesting. Yeah, Girlfriends was supposed to be first. It was called Friends, and then they took the name and took took it over to WB. Basically, it was on both the same station and named Friends Friends. They named Girlfriends Girlfriends. That's cool. I'm glad they named it Girlfriends. It was more it was more suited. Yeah, I forgot. I, it was on. It was on the Breakfast Definitely. Club, and I heard it on there. One of them said it on there. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I just saw Charlamagne has a show coming on on HBO. Yes, and Jesus and Meryl has one coming on Showtime, which is crazy. So, nice. Shout out to them. And I want to give a um, say RIP to XXX Detention too. Um, that was a sad and senseless killing as well. That was. Yeah. I don't really know him. I don't really know his music. Um, I have. Like I don't, I'm not even gonna pretend because I'm old. <laughs> well, I but, listened um, to his his first album is like I didn't think I was gonna like his album his his music, um, because he was a millennial. But his first album, I never saw the second one, but his first album was really good. Because <laughs> he's a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I thought it was gonna be a bunch of mumble stuff and stuff. I don't understand, but he he, he, was, he was like a big advocate for me- for mental health. So his first album it, it helps people out of through mental health. I wasn't going through anything, but it's a great album, a great listen all the way through. Oh, okay. Yeah, his his his, his, his um streams went up like fifteen thousand percent after his death, which is crazy. I saw that like on one, it was like nine thousand percent, and then the other one was like five hundred thousand. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Yeah, that's good. That's so like, why do they really get that much love when they're alive, or just when they pass? Because everyone wants to say they just had a whole ride out there so cool. at the um memorial for him. And what was that about? Like if. You see that his death was senseless. Why then shadow it by this negativity? Yeah, the negativity that wasn't needed. But let's move on to some more pleasant news. We have a special guest, Miss Marquita. She's a millennial dating coach out of Atlanta. Um, Miss Marquita, can you explain to us what a millennial dating coach is? I know, like everybody wants to know, like what is a millennial dating coach? It sounds nice. It sounds cool and. and- So it kind of was born out of me being a college counselor and a lot of my students were having relationship issues and um, I just brainstormed with my coach and he was kind of like, well, what type of clients do you see? And I was like, oh, mostly millennials. And he's like, well, what are their problems? I was like, relationships, you know, everybody's problems. And he was like, oh, you know, what about a millennial dating coach? And I was like, I don't know about that. Like, I'm not a hookup person, but I'm like, I want to help them with their relationship life. But, you know, a dating coach, people Uh always think that's like a matchmaker. And so that's not really what I do. I'm more so of a like, help you. I'm a Mrs. Hitch. That's how I like to think about it. Like, I help you get out of your own way. So maybe I need to trademark that, like Mrs. Hitch. I hope you get out of your own way because a lot of times my millennials, they're in their own way. Like they don't know how to, what they want, how they want it, when they want it, but they want somebody else to know all of that. And I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) no, that's not how it goes. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, they want, mm -hmm. they want the other person to, you know, be this person but they don't really know what they want out of a relationship. So that's where I come in. I kind of help them navigate that so that they can get into the right relationship. But okay, that, that piece is actually really, really good. 
Yeah, yeah. Get that, out that, of the wrong like... situation. Put more more energy into the right situation. So, right, like right, right now, so um, do are you on any of the dating apps right now, or just? No? Um, I'm not personally, yeah. but um, a lot of my clients are. Like a lot of them use the dating apps, Plenty of Fish, uh, Bumble, Happenstance. <laughs> Or happens. So do you help them set up their profile? Because um, it, it kind of reminds I do. I will help them set up profiles and help them with uh, the language that they're using regarding what they're putting on their profiles. And then what is that, um, like what type of connections do that render? So that's important. Like I help with all of that, like from A to Z with dating. So okay. as a not coach, like a matchmaking kind of thing. But I do as have a coach. Colleague. What would you say would be the top mm-hmm. three dating profile no nos? Well, you know, people like the whole shirtless or <laughs> cleavage thing. I would probably say <laughs> that is a no no. <laughs> like you're the attention that you're yeah. seeking okay. is the attention that you're receiving. And so oftentimes people are wondering like, oh, why am I getting this type of person or this? Well, that's kind of the bait that you're putting out there. So you got to be careful. Like, that's what you're going to get back. Um, Another one would be like the really, um, (laughs) the really like brutally honest, which I guess it's a good thing, but you probably, you probably don't want to be on the dating app if you're just, totally looking for a hookup like that's another <laughs> app for that what is the app for and that think, you know, <laughs> those kind of things that, i don't know yeah. I'm, I'm sure i think me gary, me gary and justin <laughs> should literally create one. an app called getlaid.com or get laid or something like that hey there you go yeah. i'm sure y'all we probably get, get lawsuits too as soon as someone like because comes out what, as you know, positive or people... can't get rid of this that matter right, so yeah Stop right. with the hookups already. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe that's not a bad, right? Maybe that's not a, a good idea after all. But I think like those are some basic things, and just really knowing what you want, you know. So making your profile interesting, but not telling a book, like writing a book about it. So making it interesting, but not writing a book about it. If you want to leave something like to the person's imagination, like to get to really know you. But being creative and clever, I think, are really good, um, really good options. I can't remember the person that I follow on Instagram. They're always screenshotting um, yeah. their online dating experiences. And I think that has yeah. been helpful <laughs> and hilarious. We have some funny are. stories on this podcast, but, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, I have, yeah. We, I've, I'm sure you all yeah. do. <laughs> I've seen some of y'all work, so I know I kick you out before I make sure I give myself a I was like, mm, okay. Yeah, we had, um, we, 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 we had one girl who takes pictures of um her dates and posts a story about them after each date. Yeah, on the first date, like she had like her whole page of just her stories oh, wow. about her dates. So I'm like, <laughs> so she's yes. chronicling yes. her, which isn't a bad life. thing, but taking right, but taking the For picture of the person and then posting it is what right. I have an issue with. Yeah, even if the other, 
Right. Even if they do yeah, give their permission, their permission, it's kind of like, I don't know, that feels very millennialist, millennialist to me. Like, do yeah. you really want people to see that you went uh, out on a date yeah. with this particular person, what they, their commentary about you, and then for then additional people to comment, like, especially if it's negative, you know, I just, I think that's doing too much. So, so how, how, how do you feel about um, kids in your pictures? <laughs> Good question. You know, that's a really good question. And even when I talk about dating with my clients, it's like, when do you introduce your dates to your children? I don't really feel like it's appropriate to do online. Um, One is that (laughs) children are people, too. And, (laughs) you know, their voice doesn't matter, even, you know, if they are your child. And I think um, giving them the right to not be displayed in your dating profile you know, that's kind of different. Like on Facebook, even I have a son. He doesn't want to be on Facebook all the time. So, you know, he doesn't want to be on pictures and things. And so I'm like, that's kind of different to have them on your dating okay. profile. I, okay. so I'm, I'm no glad. Okay, listeners, no you me. heard it here. <laughs> no. Like exclusively from a millennial dating coach. Get your freaking pictures kids out of your profile pictures like this is a pet peeve of mine i do not think this is appropriate in the least little bit i don't i don't think it's fair i don't think you should have your children on it's too much yeah i think it's too personal too quick and you're exposing your children and they didn't sign up to be on tinder bumble happen clover True, true. Plenty of fish and okay. it's a no Yeah, that's a that's a no and, and how long would you say to introduce? No. Like, what's the standard for introducing your kid to the person you're, that you're dating? There you go, Gary. You went back around to it. So good for you. Um, you know, there is no guarantee, one hundred percent, like six months a year. But what I do know is, you want to gauge it based off of the relationship with the person. You don't want to let them meet your children at the altar or on the first date, but somewhere in the middle, you know, um, you want to make sure first that they can vibe with your kid. They can connect with your child, because if not, that's, it, that's probably going to be a huge barrier, a huge problem in the relationship, um, especially yeah. for someone that doesn't have kids of their own. Or maybe they have kids and they don't have a good relationship. Like you want to know how all of those dynamics are going to play out. So um, I would say gauging it and determining for yourself if this is moving forward in a serious direction, like you're thinking about inviting them to the (laughs) family reunion or, you know, (laughs) you taking them to work for, you know, a job function, then it's probably time for them to meet your child also. You know, if you're introducing them to other people that are important in your life, it's probably time for them. It's a little bit different for me because I guess my rule of thumb is whenever you think it's appropriate, add three more months. Just because people change and how feelings change, like with the sun and the moon. And you don't want to get in the habit of constantly introducing people to your children. So I think the six month rule is really, that's really a good, that's a good starting point six months because you of course you know when you go into a new relationship you are head over heels you got the hard eye emoji all the time but then just when you think it's getting ready to get serious 
you break up. Right. And it's like, fuck, you just met my children. How are we breaking up already? Like, for me, just think about it. Even though you really, really want this person to meet your child, I don't know. I think you have to think... If we break up in a month after you meet them, what is that going to do to my kid? If And you don't know if you're going to break up in a month or not. So I think just Absolutely. that literally has to have time. But I think also, too, that's like the mommy aspect. Like I met a guy and we've been dating for a little bit or whatever. And he kept wanting me to meet his kid. And I'm like, I don't think I want to meet your child just yet. I don't think that's appropriate. But for him. It was one of those things where he would prefer that I meet his kids early. That way he could tell if we even have an opportunity to make it to six months. But as a mom, you're more like, let's make it to six months and then wow. introduce you to my kids. So I think I see that's both a, ways. I think that's different to each aspect because my ex, she wanted to introduce him after a week. And I told her no. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I have a six month rule. So it's, it's not. I, I think it goes from person to person. So it depends yeah. on. Okay. It, it depends on the person more than if you're a person mom or daddy. Because I, I, and, and depend. I feel like it depends on your past as well. On, like I had step parents, so I know the difference when going into a different relationship with someone else with with, with the child. So I feel like mm-hmm. that that plays a part in it as well. Um, like I, I've I've had um a friend who dated a guy, and the first night she met him. The, the kid was in another room. I'm like that. That's not cool. But um, wow. Yeah, and I th- and I think you have to also consider the age of the child. Like for my son, whoever I date, like he has to like you. <laughs> like he has to have. Yeah. You're not gonna date me if my son just does not like you because that matters to me. Like he's had people in the house. They're like, wait, what did I do? <laughs> and he's very honest. He's like, no, like, but you also have to balance that. Now, some children will not be happy no matter who it is, if it's not their, you know, mom, biological mom or dad. So you have to take that into consideration. But you also have to understand your children have to, if you yeah. all move forward, be around this person a lot. And I don't know about you all, but I don't want no. my child and my boyfriend, like, that's not going to work for me it because it's going to be a headache. So I need to really know that that's going to be a good fit. Otherwise, um, it's not going to work. So being very realistic and honest with yourself about what will work and what won't work. Because the other part of me being a therapist is I see that pe- plan out in um, marriages and how that can become a nightmare. And I'm a, a certified step family <laughs> yeah. specialist. So I work with step families. And yeah. That Definitely can, trust me. I know. You know really <laughs> turn into something else. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, with I, my I ex-husband, we actually, like when I was introducing him to my son, I was just like, you know what? Let's the three of us just like go out on a date. And then once we went out, um, I just kind of wanted to see how they were together to see if they, you know, kind of hit it off. And it, I told him like, this is kind of going to be the determining factor. If he likes you, then we'll see what happens. If he doesn't, then, you know, it was fun while it lasted, you know, and that was several months in and they, you know, of course hit it off. That's how we got to the marriage point. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, then the divorce, but whatever. <laughs> so I, I had, um, <laughs> yeah. So this hey, is not really I'm a question. <laughs> so this is not really a question, but one of my friends um, asked me to say she wrote um 
I get too excited and try to rush stuff, then I get my heart broken. I don't know how to just um, if it will be, let it be, kind of. Good question. I am from the whole point of I want to bring back the fun and excitement to dating. Like I think now everybody, not everybody, a lot of people want to it's complicated or is difficult, it's hard, is this. And being careful about the language that you're using when you're talking about dating and relationships because you'll begin to attract that kind of thing to it. So I would tell your friend to enjoy the process of dating. Like you can't, everybody you can't fall in love with. Like you have to be open, but having good boundaries because if you're just always opening up to everything, um, you may end up with nothing. So you so enjoy the process of dating. Don't try to rush it. I equate it to baking or cooking. Like if you start rushing and skipping steps, like the food is not going to turn out right. <laughs> the cake is not going to turn out right. <laughs> so really enjoy the process. Be open to it, but not too open. You want to have boundaries with your openness. Like have a VIP rope. Like everybody can't get access to you and you don't need to give access to everyone. So be careful about who you're allowing in your life. But also you have to balance that by not having like uh, walls all built up. So, you know, it's a it's a balance. It is a balance. But I think if you keep putting yourself out there, then you put yourself out there to be left out there. <laughs> you know, so you got to, you know, make sure that you're putting yourself in it with someone else who wants to be in it with you. But if you're constantly putting yourself out there and the other person is just leaving you hanging. Okay, yeah, yeah, I doubt if it will agree with that. Do you get a oh. lot of millennial complaints about the whole appetizer aspect? Like, it's too many options? Like, does that cause yes, a lot is. of millennials to become overwhelmed? Yes, absolutely. And especially a lot of millennials, like, have anxiety. Um, they've been the generation that is diagnosed with anxiety the most, but really it's just that we know what it is now, I think too. So yeah. it gets easily overwhelming. And now with online dating, so you have the online dating aspects, you have the in real life aspect, you are overwhelmed by so many options that some people just do nothing. <laughs> and some people do way too much. Uh, they're on all of the mm -hmm. dating apps. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's like, uh, find a balance. Let's strike a balance here. So I think that's very important is to really know what you want. But the only way to do that is to really know um, who you are. Okay. I guess that's good. But and, a lot of millennials don't know that though, right? Right. I mean, right. a lot of people so, don't know that. Right. And that's where like coaching and therapy comes in. Um, I believe in it. Like I've been doing the I'm a therapy huge advocate aspect. of therapy. Yeah, Me I've been too. doing it for 11 years. And so out of this, the therapy aspect rather grew the coaching because a lot of people are more receptible, you know, to coaching. Like they're like, okay, I can get with coaching. Everybody's not necessarily getting with therapy, but that's changing. Um, a lot of people are changing the game with therapy and just recognizing the benefits of it. So I'm very much in support of that. But coaching, like any good sport that you play, any of you all like athletes, because I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I watch sports. Uh, not as much. <laughs> One is because I believe, like, I don't want nobody like yelling, telling me I just gonna do my own thing. 
Um, but I realized <laughs> I got uh, prepared to run a Peachtree Road Race is a big deal here in Georgia. And three yeah. years ago, I wanted to run it. It was on my bucket list and I had to get a trainer. There was only so far I was going to push myself, you know. And That's then a I'm race like, too. Right. It is. I'm like, I'm good. I don't need any more coaching. Like, I don't need any help. But it was not until I had that trainer that I was able to push myself further, but also to realize my strengths and recognize my weaknesses and how I can improve. So it's the same way in life. That's what therapy and coaching is about, is to help you identify those weaknesses and strengths a lot quicker so you can get to your end goal. But if we okay. depend on ourselves all the time, we can get lost in the sauce and we don't do anything and we end up doing nothing. And so you keep doing the same thing over and over and you keep getting the same results and it will just take a professional, a couple of sessions and things that you've been trying your whole life weren't working. And now you feel like, oh, wow, I wish I would have done this like years ago. Okay. And, and, and Natasha, you had a question you was asking me um, yesterday about the race thing. Okay. Yeah. Interracial dating. So, and I'm pretty sure this probably comes up a lot with millennials, especially because they tend to be the most open generation, I guess they say. So I run into a lot of profiles where the profile, if it's a a non-black guy, he specifies Mm -hmm. that he's open to all races or he might say that he prefers black women or something like that. Um, I met a guy. Uh, Well, I didn't meet him, but we started talking and he messaged me. He's like, I was married to a black woman. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, How long were you married? You know, I'm asking him questions about the marriage. Then he kind of circled back around to reiterate to me that he liked black women. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you saw my picture. So if you swipe right, the assumption is that you like black women. I don't know what black woman or what non-white woman, because this particular guy was white that you were dealing with that you felt like you needed to validate her race. I don't need you to validate my race. If we're talking, I'm assuming that you're interested. You don't have to point out to me that you like my blackness. I like my blackness, but I don't need to Mm -hmm. keep telling you that I'm black and I don't need to keep telling you like, oh, I like your whiteness. It's just like you're human. You're cool. So why is it do you think, especially like in this generation of dating, do people feel the need to provide that validation on race specifically? You know, I think as far as them validating your race or invalidating your race, on their profile is that the question yes and just in general with with dating or conversing so you're asking should they say that on their profile their preferences should they and why do you think they do in a generation where so many races just date everybody right right you know it probably goes back to their own person's ideas and you want to explore and make sure that that's something that is not really an issue because I would be under assumption that if they're putting it out there like that, then they may actually have some issues or concerns with it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have saw a need to kind of specify that. So, yeah, you would probably yeah. want to explore that more because 
it's like you put a sign on your forehead, but there was no need for a sign because it would it would have been if the person approached you and you didn't feel like you all had a connection, then you could just explain that. Um, we all have our preferences in dating. Some people want to date someone really tall. Some people, they don't care. Other people like people with a little thickness. Some people like a slip. You know, we all have our preferences anyway. But it doesn't mean that if this person comes and messages me that I may just see where it goes instead of, you know, saying, oh, this is what I'm looking for. I call them like negotiables and non-negotiables, but where people write their list of what they feel like the total package, you know, what's in the total package or what they feel like Mm -hmm. their total package should have. Right. They definitely limit themselves because you kind of never know, like it may just come in a different wrapping, but you're so focused on these certain criteria that um, certain criteria that you never venture outside of that. But so may that maybe that person had an issue with someone. Um, and so they just move all over to this specific type of person and that kind of deals with a little bit touches on emotional baggage. Yeah. And, and I think that's like some, some, some sort of anxiety as well. I would say with like something happened where he has to feel that way about everything because okay. my, like my child is mixed race and every woman that I date, that's not the same as mom. They will keep asking me, is that all you date? Is that all you date? Obviously not if I'm out with you, but that's something that is that they have to fix. Not me. Cause I'm okay. Right. I'm dating you now. So right. I wonder yeah, like, if it's more of just I I I don't know. For me, I kind of feel like it's a societal influence. Like maybe if they see it, just because of society, they kind of feel like they need. Maybe they need confirmation for themselves. Right. Because I mean, presumably if you've been if you've dated or you were married to someone who's not of the same race of you, clearly you're open to it. And so if you bring it up with a different person, it's kind of like you you want this person to know that you're okay with it. But you just the the delivery is how is the other person going to take it? Because I don't need for someone to tell me like, you know, I, I'm I'm down with the swirl. Like, I mean, you want yeah. a fucking cookie? Like, yeah, I, but, but that's to the point where, where where they have to get over society and get over that of that thinking that that matters. Like, if you're dating someone outside the race, the race shouldn't matter because you're obviously looking past that. So both of you are talking. So that's something that they need to deal with. Where they're 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 still uncomfortable for some reason about dating outside their race something right. happened in their past where they're uncomfortable with that and that's so what the women find. who uh-huh oh no no go ahead the women that you dated gary excuse me or who were interested in you but who questioned whether or not you would date them since they are a different race from your son do you feel like they had insecurities because you were so open um, to other races or I, I, I guess so especially because my son is half white so I feel like when I'm dating a black woman sometimes that's that they feel like insecurity with that as well I'm I'm not 100% sure of that but it, it, it's, a, it's a topic that comes up often in my life like even if I'm not dating someone and that's a question that's that's the first question they, that, that anyone asks me like even my mom asked me like is, is she white is she black like that doesn't that doesn't matter to me but that's that's still a question that has brought up all all the time 
And once that question is asked from you, I feel like I'm that's that that's pushed away. Like that doesn't matter to me. Right. right. I express so that it doesn't matter before I push someone away. But you're right, it does because I'm often asked like the same thing and I'm just like I like who I like I like the person I don't care what color their skin is because if, if I cut him if he does the wrong thing and I fucking slit his throat guess what it's gonna be red just like yours so but oh, I guess what like... Natasha don't tell me that <laughs> yeah. yeah she's a therapist so <laughs> this is not a therapy stop, session stop. Marquita welcome stop. welcome to dating but nothing serious you hear that but nothing I serious. serious I just yeah, I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it doesn't like it, don't ask me that like I don't like right. I don't know I don't like to be asked those questions but I'm often asked the same thing yeah yeah and yeah. I, I think both of you pointed out the thing that I would say most often is the case is it's that person's issue you know and so it's not on to you to take that on as your issue which people do um it's their issue so if you're happy with dating whomever whenever and however you want to that's your freedom and uh live in it and and walk in that and embrace that but i think what happens is other people they're having the issues and so they're internalizing and making it their issue and then trying to make it yours yeah definitely that could be it (laughs) i'm just like get over it already (laughs) um so do you have any uh, events coming in uh, in Atlanta? Because we have, we, have, we have a following in Atlanta as well. So. Oh, yay. Yeah, I, yeah, I lived a... out there for seven years. Oh, you lived here? Nice. Yes. Yeah. I am a Georgia peach, a Grady baby. Grady. <laughs> Very rare that you find a Grady baby. Very rare you find a Grady baby. I know. Baby. I know. I'm uh, a unicorn. I lived out there for seven years, and maybe I found ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's rare, but we're still out here. So absolutely, I'll be speaking all around Atlanta. I'll be out in California actually next month and I'll be back here. So I have a few events. It'll it'll be best for you to follow me online, um, Instagram or Facebook at Millennial Dating Coach. Okay. And online at MillennialDatingCoach.com. So I'm always posting events. I have a single and successful event in California on July the... I don't know the date, but it's July the 12th. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm going to be out there for a while. So I think it's July okay. the oh, nice. 12th or the 13th. Yeah, I'm trying to get a vacation in because I, I'm working right. hard <laughs> out here in these streets in Atlanta. It's July the 14th. <laughs> it's July the 14th. Okay, good. Yeah. He's like, I, I'm checking it out for you. I know I'm getting there early. So you're in California. Yeah. Meet me out there. I'm trying to find something to do while I'm on the West Coast. So it'll be my first yeah. time in the West Coast, and um, okay. I'll be. Are you married? Next if you don't mind me asking, I am not. I am single. <laughs> so you can Tinder. I can Tinder, probably not, but <laughs> probably not. You missed it, Natasha. I'm not into the online dating. Yeah, it's just not for me. Um, I think what I do is, yeah, it just creates too many um backstories in my in my mind for me, so I can't. I'll just have to meet you in person and then we'll have to go through it face to face. So that's my story. I've always felt the same. You know what? (laughs) I have felt the same way, but I have been pleasantly surprised with what online dating has to offer. Yeah. If you listen to our first episode until now, (laughs) 
Right. Yeah. Try to convince the Yeah, from coach. the first episode until now, it's like, oh, look at her. Yeah, grow. you grow. <laughs> grow. <Progress. laughs> yes, I love it. But I tried well, Bumble. Think- uh, let's see. I tried Bumble. I tried plenty of fish, but that was a while ago. I want to say it was two years ago. But you know what? Here in Atlanta, you can meet people face to face. Like I've run into. Yes, yeah, there are a lot of like there are always events and there are always things. So I meet people. Um, I'm just busy. So I did a webinar on R&B relationships and business for entrepreneurs, because now that I'm an entrepreneur, I find it adds another layer of complexity to my dating life because <laughs> yeah. I'm seriously always busy. And people are like, yeah. you can't be that busy. I'm like, yes, I am. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, we want to thank that. you so much for coming on this week's episode. Um, Absolutely. You give, I would you love give to a come lot back. of good information. Yes, we would love yeah. to have you back. We would love to have you back. Yes, we would. Yeah, you gave as a lot of As soon as you go on a Tinder date, you can come back and tell us how it was. Look, Natasha. Give you your ultimatum. Right. Gary, right. tell her, tell her, what do I do? What I'm in a different state. My bio literally reads, I'm here for the weekend. Can you show me the city? I mean, you're going to California. If you don't know anyone there, it's a great way to see the city, meet some cool people, and you never know what would come from it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'm going to think about it, <laughs> Natasha. I'll let you know when I come back from Cali. And if I... Let me know. And I am definitely not like a licensed therapist, but do you, I just have a quick question. Do you tell your clients to approach situations with uh, fewer expectations? You know, I don't, I don't, um, because I want you to be realistic. So, and be yourself. So not settling in a sense, but being realistic. I think sometimes we have unrealistic expectations, but being realistic about your expectations is a good thing, but not to lower them because usually when you lower them, like people go down, (laughs) but when you have some, (laughs) like people come up, you know, so yeah, yeah, keeping it it where it is, but yeah, not just like, oh, I'm just going to lower them, put them way down, like in the basement. And of course, you know, then you're like, okay, I'm pleasantly surprised. But then as you go along, you'll get disappointed because I've learned that say what you want and mean what you say. Like when you're saying I want to have a conversation with a guy and want it to be, you know, uh, intellectually stimulate and we can talk about all kinds of things. If that's what you really want, don't settle for somebody just to talk about, you know, this particular thing. And then you're going to get bored easily. It's going to, it's not going to last. So being realistic if you want somebody that's physically attractive that you can look at that you can so be realistic don't say i don't care about looks when you really know you care so don't push yourself <laughs> and fool yourself because at the end of the day you gotta date this person so yeah yeah that's so true i think keep it i ask speak definitely keep it real i ask because i think one of the reasons that i've been i'll call myself successful with tinder is because i Mm -hmm. don't approach it with expectations i go Uh, into it with i just want to have a conversation i just want to have fun and it's not that i I don't lower my standards like if we're dating you have to be a certain standard i mean for pete's sake i have two college degrees so if we're my dating standard that's not going to change 
But if we're just hanging out and having a good time, I'm not going to put any expectations on it because I don't want to be realistically let down. And Uh, from having from having a lower expectation from what's going to happen as far as the overall experience, I've met some great people, people that if I was actually looking to just immediately jump into a serious relationship, it wouldn't have happened because but because I went into it with a lower expectation on the not the connection but just the overall picture of things it's been it's been great i've had a lot of fun i see what you're saying i think that's a different approach (laughs) because you're saying i'm going into it pretty much with an open mind to get to know this person and not that i'm looking at my list and looking at this person and saying okay wait do you do you measure up it's more so like right. let me get to know this person. You're not six yeah, two, <laughs> right? Right. That six two is something. Else. Like you gotta be six feet. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to that later on. Let me see. You don't wear a size thirteen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just I don't know. Be open minded and have a good time and just like uh, uh, experience it and appreciate the experience for what it is instead of right. what you want it to be. Just lower that expectation right. and like they'll be fine. I don't know. Yeah. But that was it. That's all I had. Yeah. Gary, you got anything else from Miss Marquita? <laughs> no, nothing else from Miss Marquita. Um, <laughs> we had fun, but, Gary and Natasha. Yeah. So y'all gonna come? I'm gonna come back. I'm a- I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a, I'm a look into that Tinder. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. She got yes. a Tinder date. Yes. And, and if anyone out there has any questions for her for our next episode, feel free yes. to. You can go to her page and message her, or if you want to message her for our next episode, you can um, go to our Instagram page or email us at askdbns at gmail.com. And again, okay. her social media was Millennial Dating Coach. That's on IG. Is that on Facebook as well? Yep. And Dating Coach ATL on Twitter. Okay. All right. You guys make sure you follow her. Uh, like, comment, repost. If you have any questions, hit us up. Hit her up directly. And um, definitely stay tuned for this California date feedback. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Look at her. I like that. I'm like the worst influence ever, but you know, I, I mean it from like a really good place. I'm going to be all out in California, like, yeah, my first Tinder date. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> Make sure you give one. Tinder credit to <laughs> miss.richie.baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Y'all take it easy. Okay. Yep. Oh yes. Um, yeah, definitely. All right, but um, thanks everyone for listening. Another great episode um of dating, but nothing serious with Gary and Natasha. Check out our um website as well as our sponsors. You want to click on any of those as well? Go ahead and do that. Um, working on the Patreon right now, so we'll have that up soon. But um, thanks for listening to Gaining, Dating But Nothing Series with Gary and Natasha. Natasha and Gary signing off. Ciao, ciao.